Radio. This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I am so happy to have you tune into this very special episode that I have covered more than any other topic in the history of my radio experience. Okay? Now, Radio Live, this show is just, I've been obsessed with this topic. And in 2016, there was a, a WikiLeaks that came out. There was a leaked WikiLeaks. And when I found out about it, I freaked out and I was like, oh my God. Joseph, we have to do an emergency show right now. We have to have Lori on the show. we got to get this done. So we had Lori scheduled for the show and did an emergency broadcast that night. And something happened, and Lori couldn't make the show, but she covered it the next night on her channel. But she's still listed. So if you look up the show, you'll still see that she was there, even though she technically wasn't. But she was in spirit. Now, fast forward to 2023, and here all three of us are just the way I wanted. Unfortunately... I wish that we would have been wrong about this, but now, proud to announce that I have Lori Alexander-Swan from Global Watchman News and Joseph Bernard from the Wolverine Freedom Radio, who was previously Resistance Radio. And so I have the same three people back together that we were all supposed to be together on 2016 to cover this, and thank you all so much for coming. Thanks for having me. welcome. We'll go ahead and start with you, Lori, I guess, and introduce yourself. Uh, okay, my name is Lori Alexander Swan. I'm from Global Watchman News. Um, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Yes, and, and I really is, like your Wednesday shows. Joseph, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> my name is William Bernard. I'm the host of Wilderness Freedom Radio with Marcus Spragus and Russell Hogue. And you can find us on Block Talk Radio. And I'm not uh, on any platforms yet. Uh, I was, but I had to cut back on some. But here pretty soon, hopefully get back on Spotify, iTunes, and all that and everything. But I tell you, and, you know, we were we talked about this several years ago. And before we got on air, I tell you guys about some of the experiments I've been seeing out here because I do a lot of experiments the military does up here. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but why don't you go ahead and tell everybody in what we're talking about. Actually, I'll let Lori, because she said she's so good at this. I was listening to a show that we did about this a few years ago that I'd sent you today, Lori, and that was an excellent show. I listened to it again today where we were covering this topic. That was a really good show, and you were you were awesome on that show. I'm going to have to make a YouTube out of it. It's great. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to download it and uh, and do one too on it. Uh, so we're going to talk today about uh, back in 2007, October, November, when the WikiLeaks came out, and we all jumped on those WikiLeaks. And I want to make something perfectly clear to people before we continue. The things that we're going to reference tonight, a lot of people are going to jump on the wagon and say, "Oh, that's Q." No, it's not, because this came out long before Q, right, Ann? Mm-hmm. That's right. This came out in October, November of 2016, and Q didn't come on the scene until 2017. So, okay, so what happened was the the WikiLeaks dropped. We got the emails. We started going through it, and what we discovered was a PDF uh, from uh, the Benson Strategy Group. 
And what the Benson Strategy Group is, is they're a premier consulting and strategic research firm built on their relentless pursuit of right answers. So what happened was Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton uh, paid the Benson Strategy Group to do a poll um, on people and find out what exactly would prevent them from from getting to the polling stations in 2016. And then they, they drew up a plan of scenarios that they could, uh, could institute and put forth in order to prevent people, mostly Trump supporters, from getting to the polls and voting Republican. I'll let you take it from there. Okay, uh, go ahead. I was right in the middle of something. Give me one second. Sorry, I was. I had muted well, that, by accident. Sorry. <laughs> that, was actually, that was actually that was actually interesting that you that you mentioned that because all this makes sense and how they were trying to keep people from voting and stuff like that and everything else. But now to get to the good stuff. You know, we're seeing a lot of the experiments taking place, you know, around the country with these imaging uh, machines that they are using, which is called Project Blue Beam, and if they, if which was the military has confirmed that they've been using this and everything. And in my experience, I've seen this with my own eyes out here in the desert. Right. And I was telling you all about that. And it looked, it's so real when they did it, but what caught me off guard was they created the USS Enterprise from the original Star Trek. And I saw that. I tried to take a picture of it, but it wouldn't let me. But we, try, uh, we saw that, and we were like, what the heck, and it disappeared. It was like in a form of a cloud. So this is what they're doing. And New Mexico is known for for experiments, for these types of oh, yeah. stuff, too. New, New Mexico. New Mexico has New Mexico has Dulles uh, yeah, Dulles Air Force or yeah Dulles Air Force Base, where Phil Schneider mm-hmm. uh, he encountered uh, those extraterrestrials in the sub the subterrain there. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, fact. And you know if you remember, so and I. Go ahead, Lori. <clears throat> that was me. I was just interrupting. Go ahead. I'm like, I want to talk about the email. <laughs> Let's talk about the email. <laughs> Joseph, stay on topic here. So this fake alien invasion is what we want to talk about, okay? Not not this one. But that is a whole other story in itself because if we start going diving down this rabbit hole, we're not even going to get to the emails, okay? Because New Mexico mm-hmm. and Dulce and, <laughs> and uh, just everything, you know? Then we'll be on Denver Airport. Literally, it all ties in together. It does tie in together. I mean, so really you does. know, you go down one rabbit hole, you, you pretty much go down them all. But in these emails, uh, and this one in particular for the Benson Strategy Group, uh, this was quite telling because um, there was it was quite a thorough poll that they did. I mean, they they literally asked. I have them here. Uh, oh yeah, you know which ones I want to hear. Okay, some of the questions, um, they did it in part, and 
I can't. Somebody's moving around. I can't hear anything. I, I'm muted. Um, I'm Sorry, Joseph, but you okay. make too much noise. Hillary was widely considered sick, untrustworthy, and most Hillary-leaning Democrats would vote to replace her. Um, that's what they, they thought. So they needed to come up with this. And uh, question 13 was Democrat learning, if possible, would you swap Hillary Clinton for? And then they gave a list of candidates, Jill Stein being the forerunner. It was 31%. And then uh, they came up with Trump has a, t- a temperament to be president. Donald Trump has the temperament to be president. And they asked a number of questions and uh the, the one thing that stood out for them was 33% was that he fights mainstream media lies. And then they asked, you know, what is Hillary Clinton, Clinton uh, what uh, ailments does she suffer from? And the majority, 21%, said nothing that she was healthy. Um, get down to theirs. Okay, so... <laughs> They came up with the conclusion that Trump voters were virtually unstoppable. They said, where 11% of Carl Clinton supporters could be dissuaded from voting by strong storm and 17% would balk at a 90-minute wait, Trump's strong support only diminishes in the events of catastrophic attacks on America. So they came to the conclusion that nothing would stop the Trump supporters from getting there short of a catastrophic attack on America. Some demographics, blue-collar white white men between the ages of 30 and 64 were more likely to say that they would vote in the event of an act of rioting standing between them and the ballot. No Clinton supporters made it past the uh, the screening pass. 74, 74% of Trump supporters did complete the, uh, the poll. Okay. So they said, hard Clinton supporters, what events would stop you from voting? Uh, and of, of the Clinton supporters, hold on a second, I, made, I can't see this, I'm blind. Okay, of the, of the uh, Clinton supporters, 2% said a storm, 9% said a powerful storm, 12% said some sort of sickness or illness, 11% said the threat of violence at the polling place. Uh, 17% said 90-minute lines or longer. 45% said nothing would stop them. And another 4% said they weren't sure. 0% said that a storm would stop them. Only 3% said a powerful storm. 1% said an illness. Only 4% of the, the, they said a threat of violence at the polling place. 0% of people said that it would, you know, if they had to wait 90 minutes or longer, they wouldn't care. They'd still go. And 90% of the voters said nothing would stop them from going to the polls. So they carried it one further, and they asked Trump supporters, what event would stop you from voting? A threat of a war, 3%. Natural disaster, 5%. Again, active riot, 0 uh, Epidemic, 16 Nothing, 74%. They asked. The, uh, the question again, and they asked, would a shooting war in the neighborhood of the polling place stop you? 8% said yes. External invading force, 17% said yes. Attack by extraterrestrials. Now, mind you, these are Trump supporters. 38% said yes. A biblical event, 16%. None dropped down to 17 And 4% were not sure. 
the poll decided that nothing short of a external invading force, uh, which was 70%, combined with the 38% that said an extraterrestrial uh, event would stop them from the polls. So they went on and they gave their findings to uh, to Clinton, and they came up with one, two, three, four, five, six scenarios. First one being, and we'll go over each one individually, I'm assuming. First one was a red dawn scenario. Yeah, sorry, I can't figure out my phone. Okay. The first one was a red dawn scenario. The second one was called cobalt rain. The third was a riot. The fourth was a, uh, they got it a Zika apocalypse, but it's any kind of virus or illness. Sharia escalation and an unnatural disaster. So they looked at all three of these, or all uh, uh, six of these, and they, they, you know, they decided on one, one event, and we're going to get to that. If we do that now, the show would be over. So you want us to, to go through these individually? Interestingly, though, like, Lori's saying they thought that all of these six scenarios were not appropriate for Hillary. And one of the examples is because if they did a Zeke apocalypse, for example, that would affect women voters. And women voters wouldn't show up, which would hurt her, right? Correct. But now when you have Trump and Biden going against it, that logic doesn't really stand, does it? No, because – well, it, Trump it supporters depend. had women supporters, a lot of women supporters. Well, it would depend because I mean Zika turned out to be a flop, just like the just like the um, uh, Ebola of 2014. They both they both ended up being flops. Uh, you know, they were good in the short term, but they just they couldn't they couldn't go the long term. So Zika, it's that's not even a thing anymore. What they would do is that would be changed because this was back in 2016. Grade that to probably yet another um, strain of the uh, of the virus. Right. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of people that probably would go out of the house if they got a bad enough strain out there. I mean, look what look what happened in 2020. People were locked down. They were calling they were calling the cops on on their neighbors for crying out loud. You know, fear based mind control is a powerful thing. All right, I'm gonna let you get so hard to just sit here, but I'm listening. I'm like I'm like let's get to the good part. Okay, go on. I'm gonna put put myself back on mute so me and Joseph don't interrupt you. We've been staying on mute, so we're we're being good because I know we're so excited. We're gonna interrupt a thousand times. Okay. I'm going to put it back on YouTube and get ready for it, okay? Well, if I get to the good part, the show's going to be over in 30 minutes. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> so what does that say right. when we get to the good part? So they were talking about Red Dawn. Let's let's talk about the Red Dawn scenario. I mean, this, this okay, could well, happen. Before go you go on that, I just want to say one thing. So in case y'all don't understand what's going on, how is this relevant to what's going on today, okay? What we're trying to explain to you is – and I'm not getting to all the good part, but some of it. But what we're getting to here on this point is that these were the things that they said were not relevant for Hillary, okay? But now they're in play. They're all in play now. So everything that we're talking about that they said weren't relevant is exactly their playbook and exactly what they're doing right this minute. That's why this is relevant, okay? So we're not just having a, oh, let's just flash back and tune by y'all 2016. No. 
That's not what we're doing. We're not just having a reunion here post of our old show, okay? No, we're trying to explain that this is happening now. So in case y'all don't understand that, I just want to make that real clear while we're going through this, okay? And Joseph, I'm going to unmute you in just a minute after I, I'm going to meet myself for a little while, all right? <laughs> Hang on. As soon as we start talking about this, I'll unmute you. Go ahead, Lori. Okay, so let's talk about the Red Dawn scenario. The Red Dawn scenario, if you if you are aware of 15-minute cities, if you're aware of the, the uh, agenda for uh, 2030 for sustainable uh, development, you'll understand that around the world they're creating what is known as 15-minute cities. This means that you travel. There's no cars. Uh, there's no taxis. There's no buses. There's no public transportation. You drive, you drive uh, uh, you know, your bike. Or you walk, and everything that you need to get to is in within 15 minutes uh, uh, from your from your place of residence. This being said, if you need to go out of the 15-minute city, you have to get paperwork to you know to, to to travel, which is completely goes against the Constitution because we have a God, we have a God-given right to travel within our within our soil. But regardless of that, they have these 15-minute cities where at any moment they could lock you in. They could put the gates up, lock you in, and that would be it, okay? So a Red Dawn scenario, um, a Red Dawn scenario would be easy for this because you have, we, we literally have, we literally have foreign troops on American soil ready to, to, to jump in at any moment. So they can lock us down. We can have a Red Dawn, Red Dawn scenario. If you're watching the news, um, uh, you'll understand that Russia's moving their submarines or their nuclear submarines close to, you know, off the coast of, uh, well, they're in the Caribbean, or they, they should be in the Caribbean. We've got another one over on uh, Hawaii. We've got another one that's up in Alaska. They are within striking range of the United States. And with the, uh, the tensions that are getting high right now between Russia and the United States, China and the United States, uh, North Korea, because he's a little, he's a crazy you know, a uh, little troll. Um, uh, you know, this is this is something that is a, is a great possibility. So they said the support is uh, widespread, while the Red Dawn scenario using UN forces and Canadian border uh, infill would be effective in shutting down northern voting. It would simply delay the inevitable and, and result in a hardened support for Mr. Trump. Um, they said that the risk were loss of property and life and that alt-right forces were prepared for battle. Um, you know, it has been said that, you know, the enemy doesn't, doesn't uh, attack the United States because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. But this is coming to an end uh, with, the, with the stricter gun laws that are going into effect. And the, the fact that the uh, WEF is saying that you know, they're to the point they don't care. Loss of life, loss of property, loss of whatever. They don't care to further their agenda. So, so that would be uh, the Red Dawn scenario. And on on this one, say uh, I'll bring you in after this, Joseph. So um, the Red Dawn scenario. So they had listed this as the UN forces and the Canadian border would infiltrate. Okay. So when they're talking about the alternate right forces are prepared for battle they're actually talking about militia all right and preppers okay so what they were talking about they have actually had you know like we've talked about these chinese troops all along the canadian border un everywhere but 
since 2016. That was a long time ago. Okay, this Correct. is an old email. It's seven years old. So right. in this time, they've you know beginning in 2020. I mean, they didn't waste any time with this immediately. Now we've already yeah. seen that the first thing they did was just open up our borders and allow also. Yeah, they've also, completely destabilized the borders. Right. So we can look at it like you know they've amplified this email in their game plan because they couldn't use this because the militia. Well, what did they do? That was a problem. That was one of their risk issues why they couldn't do that. So what did they do? They came in. They sent in infiltrators. And I know because I'm a, and me and Joseph both are members of militia. So yeah. they came in. They sent in infiltrators. They caused trouble among the, the groups. They just did all kinds of crap. They Correct. made us look bad in the media and, and everything they else just, and got people to thinking that we were the bad guys. Thai militia is domestic terrorists, which got the left mm-hmm. to be against them and to uh, the support for the militia went down tremendously in the last few years. And especially when it's such a good good thing, and they made it look so ugly, just like the Bible said in the end days, everything that was good will be bad, and bad will be good. But anyway, so they did that. But also what they've done, too, is one of the risks, too, was also because it says they were prepared for battle. And by being prepared for battle, they're talking about prepping, okay, also, all right, because that is yeah. part of being prepared for battle. What they've also done is they came in, and they've attacked all the homesteaders as far as changing up. Now there's laws going into effect about our Mylar bags for our long-term storage. There's laws yeah. – they've changed our ball canning jars where we can only preserve for like 18 months now instead of what we usually, you know, jar five years, you know. So that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? They're like the stuff's not – like they're doing everything to stop stuff. Like even just ordering uh, – food is so expensive now, but that's a whole other topic. But like ordering the, the, the buckets that we have to have for long-term st- storage is just almost impossible yeah. without – you know, selling your home to pay for it, you know. Well, anyway, yeah. so then they've got the south border opened up, coming straight up. Uh, we've already – I've been obsessed with talking about and trying to warn people about the infiltration from, from the west coast through the port of Long Beach with the Chinese since they've owned and operated the port of Long Beach since not the early 1990s and now have it back again with thousands of container ships coming in. And God only knows how many people have infiltrated this uh, United States already. But funny today, whenever I pulled up Invasion of America researching the show – you know what I found was article after article after article saying there is no way that America could be infiltrated on its home tra- uh, homeland and attacked on the homeland. We already have been attacked, and I need people to wake the fuck up, okay? Wake the fuck up, all right? You're not they're, – they're here everywhere, okay? And this could be a really serious situation on this. Joseph, I'm going to go ahead and put you on because I know he's got a lot of stuff to say about this because – Think about what the name of his show is, Wolverine Freedom Radio. Wolverines, okay? If I wouldn't have muted him, Lori, we would have never got – he would probably so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Come on, Wolverine. Come well, on, Wolverine. you know, and that's true. Red me, Dawn. Me and Ann was talking about this earlier. We were talking about the Red Dawn effect quite a while back on my radio show, and Lori just confirmed what we – now, the next phase, the alien invasion phase, what we've been talking about. And they actually talked about this – Couple of years ago, but that's the last and, part. And everything. I remember, I remember something about it, and everything. And they're going to combine this with the zombie apocalypse. So, am I right on that, Lori? Absolutely, one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I'm just like, what did Hello? you say? What did she say? I said, did they I say said, I said can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, I said shocked. you're 100 percent correct. Okay. Absolutely. So was I right about that? Absolutely, you were. 
Yes, you were you were absolutely right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can Hello? hear you. I'm just thinking of all the research I've done on the Red Dawn. I know where did zombie apocalypse come into that. So, am I missing something here? Mm-hmm. Where is that? Have no, you, is, I, is that no the, the the zombie apocalypse. I mean, it plays into this. What I what I'm trying to say is the zombie apocalypse plays into this because that would go under the Zika apocalypse. That would go under some mm-hmm. sort of biological ah. biological agent. So this plays right along with it. So yes, he's absolutely right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I got you. That's weird. That's weird for the past couple of months. The CDC has been putting out warnings about this, preparing everybody. Actually, the the CDC in 2014 put out an actual handbook uh, on the zombie apocalypse. Uh Um, And in Uh 2018 or uh, 2019, uh, Amazon Terms of Service actually talked about a zombie apocalypse. So uh, Uh the military, the military has also talked about it on several occasions. So this is not something that's a conspiracy. This is something they're actually preparing for. Yep. And this all ties in with the alien is aging because as I was talking in yesterday and before yesterday about this, I've been seeing on YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all kinds of UFO reports everywhere. Lately. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Just, you're jumping way ahead. We're talking about Red Dawn right now. You're, you're jumping <laughs> way ahead. Okay? Let's stay, let's stay on topic because we want to actually do a video about this. Right. So, but, yeah. Bad boy. But the Red Dawn. But the Red Dawn, though. This is this is all played right now. We have Russia lining up right now. I was seeing this earlier before we got on the show. Russia is sending a nuclear sub, almost aligned up with the United States. So they're preparing for something. Because once yes, those once those tanks once those tanks come into Ukraine that we're going to send, that's going to that's going to be the be it right there. That's what it's going to cause. Ian Roger was saying that last month. So, I believe the Red Dawn. All right, is so. Okay, but getting to the facts here, and the zombie apocalypse isn't in really on the table right now, to be honest with you, because we've got COVID and we've got that going on. <laughs> we've got the jabby jab. Right. But that is going to probably what y'all are saying, maybe put what you're talking about in effect, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of exactly. overwhelming me, y'all. That's kind of overwhelming me that y'all that, made me think about that, all right? I mean, I just, I wasn't expecting that to come out of Joseph's mouth, and it kind of floored me because, and then Lori's like, yes, and I'm like, ah, you know, oh, my God. Well, I, you know? <laughs> I, just, I just did, Ernie and I just did a show on Sunday uh, talking all about, or was it Monday, talking all, no, wait. Last Wednesday night with Big John, we did an entire two hours talking about the zombie apocalypse. So I did extensive mm-hmm. research before we did that, that broadcast, and I have actually I have links and I have uh, cited sources uh, stating that that mm-hmm. is it, it is on the table. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to well, bring to everyone's attention. Joseph, hang on one second. On that Zika apocalypse, I do need to bring y'all's attention that the, the reason – Besides the fact that it would suppress women voters uh, more than men, which would have hurt Hillary at the time, yeah. the, the a reason why they put it as a risk was post-election control. 
So that could very mm-hmm. well fall into what you are talking about, that zombie apocalypse, right? The post-election yeah, see, control. Okay, let's – Zika's completely off the table. Zika, Ebola, all those things are completely off the table because, they, like I said, they were duds. They, they went nowhere, okay? So you have to, like I said, this was, this was back in 2016. So we are seven years, uh, you know, past this. So we're going we're gonna to ignore the Zika apocalypse and just put in some sort of biological event because we don't know what it is at this point. It could be another, um, it could be, uh, an, another strain of the, the COVID. It could be, uh, you know, some sort of... Um, some sort of brain uh, deterioration that's caused from the jab. It could be a number of things causing. It could be 5G radiation uh, clicking these nanoparticles, and that's because they've changed mm-hmm. our DNA. There's so many. There's so many aspects of that and possibilities uh, surrounding that. That Zika is completely not even relevant at this point. I haven't heard of Zika in years. Mm-hmm. That's true. So this is seven years old, and like I said, they've <laughs> modified it since then because we see it in Absolutely. action. Because they had the three, the, the three things listed, okay? They had the Red Dawn, the Cobalt Rain, the Black Lives Riot, the Zika Apocalypse, the Sharia Escalation, and Unnatural Disasters. We are seeing this all working now, and it's – like I said, it's not just like the Red Dawn with the – the one scenario of the Chinese coming down with the UN, it's everywhere. And if people think that these, we have the Honduras, uh, there is a Honduran, uh, Honduras army that's been in reportedly in Houston, Texas. Right. Yep. That was confirmed. And then on the Black Lives Riot, on the Black Lives Riot, uh, it says, again, while staged civil unrest could prevent pockets of America from voting, the damage is too widespread. And it said command and control uh, is dicey at this point as substantial numbers of employed minorities have defected to Trump. So yeah. we've seen we've seen them come out after in 2020 full blast with the Black Lives Matter riot. And, and Lori and I discovered something really fascinating today, like how Joseph and Lori's talking about how the Red Dawn and the Zika apocalypse walk hand in hand because they feel that the the Zika apocalypse and all that could could lead to the zombie apocalypse. Well, Lori and I discovered today mm-hmm. that the Black Lives Riot and the Sharia Escalation actually are tied in together as well, which is really fascinating right. because right. Uh, we also, on the Sharia Escalation, it said states have blocked key immigration operatives without required Muslim Islamic population in place. The IE plan will not be mm-hmm. sufficiently impactful, and the risk and the uh, reasons why was Leo is pro-Trump and will not roll over due to Muslim demands of political correctness. So that was right. a problem because the cops were a problem, and they weren't kissing the Muslims' ass, all right? So what did they do, Lori? Well, and I figured out George yeah, Floyd, they, 2020, they, 21, yeah. whatever it was. George, yes. And George uh, Floyd, Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota, led to uh, more riots, and it led to defunding the police campaign. So now, now people have lost faith in the police department. Uh, they no longer see the police. And, and and this is a majority of people, inner, inner city people. They no longer have their faith in law enforcement. So these riots and this George Floyd uh, event definitely um, fueled their uh, uh, agenda forward. 
And mm-hmm. then with the election of Ilhan Omar into the U.S. House of Representatives uh, and placing her on the House of Foreign Affairs Committee, further uh, solidified where it says without uh, states have blocked key immigrant operatives. She's a complete operative. She's mm-hmm. an enemy of the state by just the words she Right. Something something that I found out that I thought was really interesting was that they started this thing called this – I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly, but it's C-Word or S-E-W-A-R-D, C-Word, Police Abolition. And so it's a group in Minnesota. They have a Facebook page that had 940 people in it, Uh, and what they were doing was just uh, like uh, the police station got burnt down in Minnesota. Over these uh, George Floyd stuff, so they were trying to open another police station, and so these people come and do this big old block party, which basically, I guess, paid off everybody more than likely, because it said that after the block party, that the people who were going to sell the land to the police station suddenly just you know weren't so willing to. Well, then, you know, it shows that this Elon, uh, so they're doing all this stuff to, uh, to abolish the police, you know, to, to stop them from. Being in there with this C-word police abolition, so they're spotting them hand and foot on everything. They they're handing out the city council's phone numbers because the city council, which I actually have a copy of, I was able to get a copy of all the city council's phone numbers. That's how easy it was, and um, because they were gonna, I think it was like 1.5 million dollars or something they were gonna uh, offer over to the uh, uh, for to increase the police station stuff, you know, uh, money towards mm-hmm. the police. But meanwhile, while they're trying to do all this, uh, she's spending millions of dollars on private security. You know, so Minnesota. The problem was was that that the Leo was pro-Trump, and they wouldn't kiss the Muslims' ass. So this wasn't working with this Sharia escalation. So Elon, and make no mistake, Elon Omar is responsible for this. Came in, and they come in. They set this George Floyd thing up. They bring in their Black Lives. Riot, they're Antifa, they're professional thugs, they burn, they threaten, they let people out of jail. And now, what people don't realize too is that they've been moving all these different minorities, uh, all these, uh, where are they uh, mostly as Somalians, aren't they? In Minnesota, mostly Somalian? I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know what they are. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I think she's somebody. I'm not sure, but I believe so. But anyways, so that whole population is there. So what they wanted was uh, this Muslim Islamic population in places what they're getting, you know. Right. So, but a lot of these Muslims are actually turning on them, like as you see in Minnesota, because of their wokeness. So that might be backfiring on them. Maybe this may be backfiring on them. You know, but right. that's kind of see they brought that in, and you could see how where they brought this in in 2016, how now in 2023 how this totally escalated to uh, when they're saying that the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Riot, they're saying that it could prevent pockets of America from voting, and, but the damage be, might be too widespread. But they said that the uh, well, controlling com- and once, the dicey. Once those people get going, once they get rolling, and once they get rioting, tempers start flaring, emotions start taking over, and they, you know, they lose control of, of, of their, their operatives. You know, we know they send in, um, what are they called? They, they send in investigators. Uh, people, you know, we, we, okay, look, we know, we know this for a fact. We know that before most of the major riots that took place, 
bricks were being dropped off and left on the corners and on the, on the sidewalks to be used to throw into businesses. That's a fact. We know for a fact that a police officer was a uh, an instigator in one of the the riots, and he actually went in with a with a uh, a mask on and destroyed the police station. It was a cop. We know that for a fact. We also know for a fact that once they start taking over, the the gangs in the area start rising up. We saw this in Seattle with the autonomous zone. They completely took over, uh, you know, X amount of, of, uh, of land in the middle of Seattle, set up their own nation, had their own a criminal leader killed people and basically started their their you know their own laws their rules you know judge jury execution right then and there so i mean it, that's a very dangerous uh place to tread on because you're dealing with so many people's emotions that it's hard to keep a handle on it so when they said that um it would be hard, you know, command and control is dicey at this point as substantial numbers of employed minorities had defected to Trump. Yes, that was that was also a point of it. Uh, a lot of the minorities did, but that's only a very small percentage. When you've got, look, you've got Chicago, Portland, Seattle, uh, in all these major big cities where the, the demographic, is, demographic is mostly uh Democrat, you don't have to worry about that problem. And notice when they when they initiated these riots, they were not in Republican-run cities. They were in Democratic-run cities because there's definite lawlessness allowed in those cities. Definitely. Let me uh, let me bring Joseph in. I know he's going to probably got something to say about that. I keep muting him because he's making a racket. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, yeah. I love you. Yeah. But I have ADD. Uh, that's all right. Go run that by again, Lori, because I missed part of that. It's like somebody is messing with my hearing aids and turning my volume down for some reason. <laughs> uh, I don't know well, what I just said. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, you know, all this – go ahead. Uh, you want to talk about the Black Lives riots? Yeah. Yeah, most of most of the riots take place in Democratic-run cities, so you know mm-hmm. they have a hard time keeping keeping a handle on these people because you've got these infiltrators coming in, these you know these people that come in and instigate, these people that are definitely uh, you know Soros-paid infiltrators. Right. And, you know, that's something that we've all suspected on this for a long time. Right, and I hate to interrupt, too, but Joseph, you know, they say this email is fake, but look at this crap. This isn't fake. This shit is happening, okay? There's Mm -hmm. no way in hell this email Mm -hmm. is fake because this is their playbook. How can anyone look at this and think this isn't real when we're seeing this in front of our eyes unfold? We've been covering this since 2016. And we have watched it grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. No one listened to us. And, and now you know, there's nothing we can and do. It's playing, and it's playing out at a very fast pace, too. I mean, it's like, bam, bam. I mean, they're throwing it all at us at one time. You know? It's confusing. <laughs> yeah. 
it is confusing, especially whenever you see how huge this is with the well, you know, with the executive order and everything else, you know. So okay, uh-huh. so is that uh-huh. do y'all think y'all have all that covered about the Black Lives Matter, the Ilion Ohan, how they set up this this George Floyd in two thousand twenty and escalated it. So they have managed to, as we've seen, going through this list so far in the Red Dawn, you've seen how the loss of property and life the alternate right forces are prepared for battle. You've seen how they've stopped the prepping. You've seen how they've tried to break down the militias. You've seen how they've amped mm-hmm. the U.N. there. You see how they now have police stations, which we didn't even talk about, all over the United States, which nobody's doing jack crap about. And we all know that the consulate, that the Chinese have a consulate in Chicago that has called me, and I have a voice message, and y'all know that's true, where they were trying to serve me papers. So we can see how they've amped all that up inside, coming down from the bottom shipping and flying these immigrants and staging them everywhere they want for their easy purge, because I do believe a purge is probably coming in. They think we're not infiltrated there. That We see how mm-hmm. the Black Lives Riot, how they said that uh, that a lot of them as minorities had defected over to Trump. Well, you know, one of their problems was they felt like they wouldn't be able to control these Black Lives Matter riots because a lot of them were going over to Trump, right? A lot, a lot, a lot of black movement. So what do they do mm-hmm. when they bring in the George Floyd? They bring back a lot of the black supporters. You see what I'm saying? Because Whitey's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there, and that's just the truth. That's what they did. They used the race card on this, you know. And, and, I, right. and so and it, and that was, helped. That helped with their risk mm-hmm. of the defectors that were going over to Trump. A lot of those probably I know, you know came back there. Right. And to add to that, what they're doing now, too, and we're seeing more of it, they're using the race card against the whites to manipulate the blacks and everything. Hate Whitey for this. Hate Whitey for that. You know, hate him for the right. skin color. And they're doing it. And it's all part of that. So you we know? see how that's all played out. And then we also see how now they've brought in the COVID, which we know was manufactured through the Wuhan uh, mm-hmm facility and distributed. Now, I thought it was really important to I don't know if y'all caught this or not, but it says improved strains of Zika, Zika V. And while y'all were talking, I was just looking at that, and y'all were talking about zombies. And just pretend like COVID was spelled with a K, right? Just pretend like COVID yeah. was spelled with a C, with a K. Z-I-K-V could be a zombie in COVID vaccine. Oh! No. That's oh. not cool, is it? <laughs> right. Well, well I was going to say it earlier. Wait, what were you saying, Lori? I, I think. Go ahead, Lori. Lori. Well, it's funny you should mention that because in 2020, when the COVID first came out, I had a guest on the on the uh, on the show. Her name was. Uh, uh, oh God, I can't remember her name. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I had a guest on the show, and she actually was talking about um, how proteins were placed into this man-made COVID COVID virus. And that mm-hmm. uh, that she she suspected that that the zombie and I can't remember the name of the virus uh, that was that was placed in or encoded into the the coat. Wow. I believe what you're talking about. I've kept up on that, Lori. And I believe what you're talking about is the the virus that they are creating now in Boston at the Boston Laboratories, and they're fixing to release it here pretty soon. That's why they're saying, "Oh, we know there's another co- there's another virus strain of virus coming. This is going to yeah, be that." No, because they plan on releasing it. Of course, absolutely. Mhm. Mhm. 
And this is supposed to have a 98% kill rate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so we showed so, how that went together with the – oh, I'm sorry, Joseph, I thought you were done. Were you done? Go ahead. Okay, yeah. so we showed how all that goes together. Now, the next things that we have are cobalt rain and unnatural disaster. Now, on the cobalt rain, the public has been primed for radiological attack, and stockpiles have been positioned. But while the psychological impact of CO60, which is cobalt-60 weapon, is severe – the threshold of opportunity may have passed for this to stop a vote. And the reason that they feel like this is a risk or an issue is because loss of profit under martial law and leaks could compromise. So we've almost seen martial law almost pretty much with our lockdowns, right? When y'all say it was kind of close, right? So Lori knows a lot about this, and so – I'm sorry if I just keep putting you on the spotlight, but you're a very special <laughs> guest, and I want to uh, spotlight you all I can because I'm so excited you're on my show, okay? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so cobalt rain. It says the public has been primed for a radiological attack. We did some research. We did some research, and we came up with a cobalt weapon. Which it's also called a thermobaric weapon. Thermobaric weapon is also called an aerosol bomb, a vacuum bomb, or a fuel air explosive or a say. And it's an explosive type that uses oxygen from the surrounding air to generate a high-temperature explosion. Uh, they said that they use these um, in over in the Middle East. Uh, they, we've seen them, the bunker busters. Um, we've seen them uh, used in, uh, re- most recently in Ukraine. Um, we know that when it, it first started last year that Russia was guilty of using these types of bombs. So... Uh, thermobaric weapons, uh, they they did say that... Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you yeah. real quick. Yeah. We kind of... I think we're talking about something they don't know about. Okay, so we were talking about the cobalt rain in the unnatural disaster. Now, on the unnatural disaster, it states... It talks about heart being a skeleton crew mode. It also says subterranean thermobaric devices in fracking mines are untested. Survey suggests that this might not stop Trump supporters. So what she's talking about with this cobalt, <laughs> okay, the cobalt six weapon, all right, uh, also ties in how we, you know, how we tied in the the Black Lives Riot with the Sharia and tied in the Red Dawn with the Zeke apocalypse. Well, the cobalt goes with the unnatural disaster. That's why she's talking about the subterranean thera, how do you say it, mobaric, thermobaric uh, devices. Thermobaric, okay. thermobaric weapon. Okay, sorry to interrupt you, but I need uh, yeah. to explain no, that to okay. them, okay? Okay. That's okay. So, yeah, so they're they're talking about, um, you know, this would be an unnatural disaster. Um, so the way that this would work is they would use this either underground or, um, like, like the unnatural says, where it's a subterranean thermobaric devices and fracking mines. Uh, they would use them in the mines, and essentially what it would do is it would it would cause the collapse of cities, you know, these sinkholes. Um, it would cause the radioactive fallout would be immense. Um, so I think that said that it was something they didn't want to do because um, it was a leak could be compromised. The thing of it is, is when the enemy comes in to take over the country, the last thing they want to do is contaminate the soil. If we're talking about China coming in with a Red Dawn 
uh, scenario coming in and taking over the United States. They need us for our natural resources, for our land, and for our uh, for, for for our buildings and stuff. They need us. So the last thing they're going to want to do is come in and destroy and contaminate the the croplands, the cities, the, the you know the waters. That's not that's not what they want to do. Now it's not off the table because recently we had the grounding of of all air traffic tra- air traffic uh, over the skies of the United States. It was stated that they were looking for something. They were looking for a dirty bomb. It's very easy to make a cobalt dirty bomb uh, by what I've been looking at, uh, you know, and it's very highly radioactive. Um, and Anne and I also discovered that China has built, has bought up a majority of the cobalt supply on the planet. Right? Yes, I got it from your poet Congo, who has the largest amount of cobalt, uh, cobalt, and China has purchased that, and now is the largest holder of cobalt in cobalt in the world. Isn't right. that lovely? Isn't that lovely? Why is it always China, China, China? <laughs> they always gotta have their grubby little <laughs> fingers and everything, don't they? China exactly. is asshole. In my opinion, would be the final. I mean, that this would be like. End end uh, end scenario because we live under mutually assured destruction and what that means is if if somebody attacks the United States with with nukes we are going to release everything everything is it, there's nobody can win a nuclear exchange a full scale nuclear exchange a thermal nuclear war you know like that 80s movie you know do you want to play a game. Nobody can win it. It's an unwinnable war because of mutually assured destruction. As soon as the United States detects a nuke in the air, we release everything we have because the last thing we want is to be caught with any on the ground. Same with every other uh, nuclear nation out there. Iran would let theirs up. Uh, you know, Israel would let theirs up. China would let theirs up. Russia would let theirs, new, you know, Germany, United United Kingdom. Everybody would, it, it would be unwinnable. It would be like the end scene of Dr. Strangelove. It would be it. So that, I think, is not an option for them at this moment. It, uh, hopefully it's not because what they're actually, you know, what they're talking about is on this harp one, which is unnatural disaster, which is, like you said, when we actually read this detailed read it and, and understood what it's saying, subterranean thermobaric devices and fracking mines and fracking mines, okay? So those are mines that are drilling deep down into the earth. So they're talking about putting these bombs down into these fracking mines and blowing them up. Yeah. That is crazy. Now the reason that they had as a risk or an issue, unproven techniques, unintended consequences. And they also had talked about HARP was in skeleton crew mode. They said reactivating HARP may have a Pell Horse Protocol ramifications, which means widespread death, okay? Now, which is very interesting because Lori and I talked about it, it says that these devices in fracking mines are untested, untested, 2016. And we just kind of were thinking outside the box saying, huh, what if they did test them? 
It says here, unproven techniques, unintended consequences. What if they did test him? What if that's the reason why the damn water is leaking out of the Mississippi and the Euphrates? What if they were testing this stuff in these deep down in these mines and you know, causing cracks? That makes more sense to me than anything else, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. So that, that makes more. It, yeah. yeah, it really but does. It, 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 it never, wouldn't be. It wouldn't be the. They wouldn't be using the cobalt because that would be radiation. That would be completely detectable. But that was their plan, though. It's the cobalt with the with the thera, theramobaric devices, and then on the cobalt. Yeah, but they can't. The other use, one we were looking yeah, at. But they. But they the other one we were looking at was the cobalt rain. Right, right. Right, but they can't use the it. Were, right, exactly. The other one we were looking at was cobalt rain, and then Lori and I were talking today, and I was like. Lori, did we ever even really think about that as rain? Because it says the public has been primed for radiological attack and stockpiles have been positioned. But while the psychological impact of CO60 weapon is severe, the threshold of opportunity may have passed. So, but it says cobalt well, rain. Okay, so listen. Rain. Okay, so in the last year, New York City has put out public service announcements warning the public of, of nuclear attack. They put up public service announcements, they put up uh, flyers, they put up all of these things uh, warning their residents. New Jersey did the same thing, and a few other uh, cities followed suit. So, I mean, uh, they've, they've been testing their uh, their uh, bomb sirens in New York City. I, I grew up in New York, not in New York City, but in New York State, ever remember anybody ever telling me who lived in the city, and I had many people that lived there, that there was, that they they regularly tested their bomb, their bomb sirens. Never. But all of a sudden now they're testing them. Periodically. Wow. Let me put Joseph back in and see what he has to say about that. That's right, because... Well, that's right, because normally some of the testimonies with that they do out here in New Mexico at White Sands. You know, and I remember when they were doing that last year, everybody in New York was flipping out. I was like, what the hell is going on? Why are they doing this? And we talked about that on our show as well, and we were thinking that maybe they're going to release a uh, dirty bomb somewhere in New York. You know, that's been on, that's actually work. been on the table. That possibility's been on the table for decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were kind of alluding to that when they were sending the bug out bags home with kids in New York. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. they wanted to send right. the bug out bag too. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, right. uh, Colorado did the bug out bags as well. You know, and a few other mm-hmm. cities did that too. You know, that's not something that you just ought – no city, especially New York City, who is billions of dollars in debt, is going to spend the money to create bug-out bags for people and give them away for free. Right. Or just tips and giggles. You know, and I was looking at this thing where it says, uh, and stockpiles have been positioned – you know, we've read, and that was in 2016, and we had read about them buying up all the ammo, buying up all this stuff, you know. And so that really makes a lot of sense, you know. So they, you know, we were, we were talking about the dumbs and how they're, you know, going to go down into the dumbs. But that pretty much confirms it when it says that, you know, that they're primed for it with uh, stockpiles and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, back in 2014, they moved. Uh, they, FEMA moved a bunch of supplies from FEMA Region 4, which would have been in the Georgia area, down to Puerto Rico. They moved uh, bottled water. They moved ammunition. They moved body bags. They moved all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. uh, from FEMA Region 4. That was in 14. So, yeah, yeah. they are and then they said on here, they said that opening harp could cause, um, you know, white white horse, white pale horse ramifications. Well, they reopened harp. So they must not have been too scared about it because right after Slow Joe got in office, they opened it back up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so harp is back open. Wait, hang on one second. It was really interesting, though, because, I, okay, so in case you don't know, HARP stands for High Frequency Active, or I can't say this, Oral Research Program, okay? Now, this is in, you know, I know my Texan, Texas, I, I don't know how to pronounce any of these words, Gakona, Alaska, um, I guess it's Gakona, Alaska. <laughs> It includes a phased array of 180 high-frequency cross-depot antennas spread across 33 Mm -hmm. acres and is capable of radiating at 3.6 megawatts into the upper atmosphere of the ionosphere. Now, I want you to keep this in mind because when we go over the next part, the good part, okay, we're going to be talking about ELF, which is low-frequency, okay? So they've got this high-frequency thing going on with the harp. Now, it's open. And you know, and that you know, that's not even very far from Russia, you know. And that'd be one of the reasons they got their panties in a wad too, you know. Because if someone was running a weather modification system right there by my country, I might be a little pissy about it. Exactly. Because it's not just a conspiracy; it is real. It is open, and they had public a public tour. I sent Loria a video today of the little open house for it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. So I think that we have seen that they are we I believe using harp because since they open it up, what do we have except the? Uh, it's like Biden comes into office, okay? He, he steals the election in November of 2020, right? He's inaugurated mm-hmm. in January 2021, and in February of 2021, we have the Texas ice apocalypse. So it's almost like the minute he came in, he said, cut off that Keystone Pipeline. Let's see how many people yep. we can screw over at the freaking D.C. and all these patriots. And, hey, get Harp running now. Let's get it tested. Let's nuke those bastards up in Texas, you know? Yep. And the That's next what phase it feels was, like. Right. And the next phase was let's attack all the fleet supply chains, all these warehouses that went up and spoke. Warehouses you know. and food and cows, they totally totally mm-hmm. went to war on us on that. But, uh, yeah, with mm-hmm. the harp, they definitely, uh, you know, we're looking at these unprecedented deaths and things that happened in Florida with this god-awful hurricane, you know. I mean, yeah. so mm-hmm. many disasters where we've got flooding all in, was it Tennessee's and just, I mean, just crazy stuff like these people freezing to death in Buffalo, you know, I mean it's just insane, you know so you're not ever going to yep. convince me that they're not playing weather weather modification but it's oh, interesting because but not only is the weather manipulation because alright, so we're seeing the chemtrails, right 
And so I assume that has to do with the weather modification. However, then this is an off subject because it's going to go to our next part. And while I was listening to an old program that Lori and I did several years ago about the same subject, Lori had gave an excellent presentation on what was going on up in the skies with these chemtrails and the barium in it. She talked about how it makes like a screen, like a movie screen for projections. Right. And we're going to be getting to that. After our break, we're going to take a short break because I have to. Uh, I learned this the hard way. So we're going to take a short break. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to bring out what you've all been waiting for, and that's what? The alien invasion. And then I'll let you talk, Joseph, okay? All right. <laughs> I know you've been foaming at the mouth. <laughs> so I'm going to put all of this on well, and then we're going to go on a quick break. All right. irregular warfare at its finest. We have an army of digital soldiers.
Y'all there? I'm here. Are y'all there? 
Okay. I'm, I'm going to let you yeah. take over. i got to call in and log back in on the show. I got kicked off the studio. So, Lori, mm-hmm. do you want to go ahead and start the second part with the good part? <laughs> with the alien, alien deception? Okay. All right. So, in the document, it starts out, and it says that, uh, you know, they, they went through these six scenarios. They went through Red Dawn. They went through Cobalt Rain. They went through the riots, the, uh, I'm going to call it the virus apocalypse, the Sharia escalation, and the unnatural disaster. And they decided, you know what, none of that's going to work. None of that's going to deter people. We've come up with an alternative scenario that we believe will do the trick. And that was called uh, Operation Fire Sign. And what Fire Sign was, and I'm going to read this, it says, Hello? Okay. Sorry, I lost Hello? the internet. just messed up. Okay. All right. So it says, for almost two decades, the Department of Defense and NASA have coordinated on a black book project under the code name Firesign. Firesign's aim is to create a religious awe effect in enemy populations to create an instantaneous psychological soft kill, abject submission. The operation uses high-powered lasers to project real Seeming images on the sodium layer a thousand, or I'm sorry, 100 kilometers above the surface. These images can cover hundreds, even thousands of square miles, and can appear completely real, three-dimensional, and can move. These visual cues are augmented with pulsed ELF electromagnetic emissions and attack these areas of the prefrontal cortex that are stimulated during religious experience. In limited tests, subjects have been able to be overwhelmed on both axis of vastness and overwhelming of subject's frame of reference, a powerful need for accommodation. The mix of these two will produce inaction, lack of focus on self or individual interaction, gross transformation of mental equilibrium. So it says the ability to produce these effects across 23% of the continental United States is the objective of Firesign, and field tests in the Levant have proven successful. They say uh, the Firesign scenario is that of an invading extraterrestrial force of nearly incomprehensible scale. Massive floating cities, descending godlike walkers among the clouds with terrifying weapons, wheels of fire, eyes, etc., this phenomena, when activated, will bring electoral and social systems to a halt, and in infected areas will permit a narrative wherein the POTUS is able to call a halt to the invasion and then hand over the torch to whoever it is that's running. In this case, it was Clinton, providing basic continuity of state. Fine will be the psychological subjugation of areas where uprisings are mostly likely to occur. The induced trauma of fire sign will provide ample cover to government and NGOs, which are non, uh, those are NGOs, uh, it's kind of a uh, video game. Non-government, for, non-government agencies. Yeah, for, yeah. So uh, they'll provide, yeah, they would provide aid. Firesign will require a great deal of power, mobile command uh, stations with nitrogen-cooled supercomputers, the co-op of the ELF arrays will have created a schedule and teams roster that can be moved in position following the third uh, debate. So they had this, when they presented this, <coughs> excuse me, to uh, to Clinton, they had this, this Blue Beam, which is Project Blue Beam, ready to go. 
after the third debate, which I believe was what, October of 2016? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so it's somewhere around there, around that time, 2016, yeah. 2018, somewhere in there. It was October 2016 when she got the yeah. email. And because they had been right. uh, doing the surveys throughout October, and the last, supposedly the last date of the surveys was the 13th, which coincides with the same date of the executive order that we'll be talking about in a little bit. Right. Exactly. Okay, so what they decided to do and what they were talking about was the use of uh, voice-to-God technology, which is a real thing. Uh, You can look up voice-to-God technology under the – wait a second – under the uh, patent, U.S. patent, 515-970-3A, one of them. I've actually looked up probably about seven or eight. Uh, patents that they have regarding this technology. And what Project Bluebeam is, it involves four different steps. It involves the first step of making people believe that an alien invasion is about to occur upon every major city on Earth. This is to push each major nation into using its nuclear capacity to strike back. In this manner, it would put each of these nations in the state of full armament before the United Nations after a false attack. So after this would come in, the United Nations would swoop in, of course. The second was to make Christians believe that the major rapture is occurring with a simple play, divine intervention, and alleged good uh, forces coming to save the good people from the brutal satanic attack of these aliens. And the third is a mixture of electronic and supernatural forces. The wave frequencies are the ELF, the the, uh, LF, low frequencies, used uh, will allow a supernatural force to travel through fiber optic cables, coaxial cables, electronic and telephone lines, orders to penetrate the electronic equipment and appliances that will then uh, all have specific microchips installed. And what they're going to do is this ELF, extra low frequency, VLF, very low frequency, and LF, low frequency waves, um, are going to be set off, and these images will appear, and this this uh, deity, uh, which would be different in each region, uh, for Christian nations it would be Jesus Christ, and he would have the ability to walk and talk and 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 blow you know fire out of his hands and do all these things. And this is they've been putting this the, the elements for this in place for decades through the chemtrails. Mm-hmm. And with the implementation of 5G, everything is in place. The only thing that was preventing them from implementing Project Bluebeam was they didn't have a computer strong enough to, um, to run the program smoothly. And they do have that with the D-Wave computer now, the, the uh, quantum computer, and, uh, and with 5G. So there's really nothing holding them back at this point from, from them implementing this. Yeah, because they said that that Firestone will require a great deal of power, mobile command stations with nitrogen-cooled supercomputers, and the co-opting of the elf arrays. So the super, the the super, the cold supercomputer is their their D-wave computer uh, that that uh, they have the capacity to cool the quantum components down to absolute, just a, a smidgen above absolute zero. So they have that capability now. 
through the deep I web. found it interesting that, that they said in this, so you know me, I always break things down, so I want to understand exactly what it's saying. So it says the ability to produce these effects across 23% of the continental United States is the objective of Firesign. And field tests in the Levant have proven successful. So I Googled that, L-E-V-A-N-T, and that's the Middle East, Jerusalem, Damascus, all around there, right? And how many times have we seen the horns? Uh, you could hear the horns blowing in the skies of Jerusalem, the UFO right. over the dump, the rock, you know what I mean? So well, they've we have already been doing that. They've already used this technology in the first Gulf War. If you remember, back in the first first Gulf War, there was thousands of Iraqi troops that were literally throwing themselves on U.S. forces and surrendering, and they were fearful. They were scared. They they were like they had seen a ghost. What they had, what the United States had done, it had used these frequencies on these 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 men, these soldiers. They had used this voice to God technology, and basically scared the living hell out of these guys enough to where they were they were they were running after the U.S. troops to to surrender. So they've already used this this uh, this technology, right? So they said that, oh, that makes, makes China. Yeah, it said that they had done the test. It says fire sign scenario is that of an invading extraterrestrial force of nearly incomprehensible size. And it talks about the cities and the walkers in there. So it says that when it's activated, like Lori read earlier, it's going to bring electoral and social systems to a halt. So. They say that they've had, you know, good uh, results in testing this, right? Well, if you go on there and you Google on YouTube and put China, cities in the sky, you can see exactly where they were doing these experiments. You can watch them and see exactly what these people were seeing. But they still weren't getting the Damascus, what they wanted, okay? They still weren't getting that road to Damascus, the come to Jesus, the I'm not going to vote for Trump, the results that they wanted, okay? So what I noticed that they said that this harp, okay, is – and I don't know. This is kind of confusing to me, but the harp is a high frequency, right? And it says here, Mm -hmm. the aftermath of fire sign will be the psychological subjugation of areas where uprising are most likely to occur, like she said, the dim cities. The introduced trauma of fire sign will provide ample cover to government and NGOs who will be providing aid. To induce, to induce docility. And what are they talking about here instead of having cops? Because I'm, I'm a mental health professional. What are they talking about now? They're talking about hiring all these counselors and social workers, right? So you've got a violent criminal, and instead of you know doing all this stuff like you should be doing, they're going to have the social worker talking to the mental health people talking to them. So you see how they've, well, they've already Well, they've already hired FEMA pastors uh, mm-hmm. to, to come in and, you know, and, 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 and I want to say, uh, help with the um, the congregations, the church congregations to, you know, submit. And so it's a psychotropic to providing aid, which is psychotropic to induce docility. So they're talking about medication, do- doping right. them, you know, to make right. them docile, mm-hmm. calm them down, you know, because they're going to be so upset they're going to need a Valium, which, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not going to turn one down. Whatever. Haters going to hate. So this fire sign will require a great deal of power. Mobile command stations with nitrogen-cooled supercomputers and co-opting of the ELF arrays. Okay, so I went and looked up what the ELF arrays were, and this is really interesting because in the other page, it had talked about, and I think Lori read it, 
And mine is so tiny of a print. It's like the littlest font. I hate it. I don't know why my printer did that. But it said that uh, for almost two decades, the Department of Defense and NASA have coordinated on a black book project under the code name FireSign. FireSign's aim is to create a religious awe effect in enemy populations to create an instantaneously psychological soft kill abject submission. The operation uses high-powered lasers to project real seeing images on the sodium layer. Uh, oh, here it is. I'm skipping down. These visual keys are augmented with pulsed elf electromagnetic emissions. See Project Sanguine. Sanguine. How do you say it, Lori? Sanguine? Sanguine. 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 So, um, Sanguine. So we looked that up today, Lori and I did, and it was really fascinating where they were actually going to use, uh, what state was it, Wisconsin, or I don't remember, this whole state. Uh, they were going to be, I, did, I pulled it up. Give me just a minute. i got to pull it up again. Was it Illinois? Um, no, I wasn't You're Illinois. Um, no, it was, it was, I think uh, it was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. And so they were going to use yeah. these, I don't even know how to describe it, but basically they were going to use all the ground. With these low yeah. frequencies and all these things hooked into the ground to emit all these, uh, I guess, waves to communicate with sub submarines, and this was right. huge. This was huge. Right. It's, uh, oh. The article, the the article title says, "Why the U.S. Navy Navy once wanted to turn Wisconsin into the world's largest antenna." Because in the 1960s, U.S. naval officials concocted an ambitious plan. They wanted to bury a gigantic grid of cables under roughly 41% of the state of Wisconsin in order to turn its bedrock into the world's largest radio antenna. The plan was called Project Sanguine. Okay. But then they actually did have a deduce the elf uh, program, and it was like open like 30-something years. I was reading... um, let me pull it up real quick. I can't remember everything on it. But, uh, yeah, and so this is like in Michigan, and um, did I, I thought I sent you the link. Didn't I, Lori, do that? Well, I've seen no. it here. In 1973, Secretary of Defense Melvin Lair killed the plan. Uh, but the Navy continued to pursue a series of slightly more modest plans for the ELF transmitter and build a small test facility in Clam Lake, Wisconsin. But under President Reagan in the 1980s, the plan was revived as Project ELF, ELF. The Wisconsin site had 29, 28 miles of above-ground cable strung on wooded poles just like power lines, and another 56 miles were built at a site in Michigan. The thing of it is, guys, is they were building harp, harp platforms. They're not coming out and telling you this, but they were, they were essentially building ELF or uh, harp platforms at that time. And I have a question, uh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Could this all be tied in with the 5G towers? Absolutely. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, so they don't need any of this anymore. They have the 5G towers. And as soon as 5G goes worldwide, they've essentially in, enslaved the, 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 the world under this network of these, uh, the ability to transmit any any uh, frequencies they want toward us. If you guys uh-huh. research Tavistock Institute, Tavistock and Montauk, the Montauk Project, Montauk discovered back in the 1950s that just a certain frequency can change a person's mood. 
So they can actually yep. put a low frequency to a crowd of people and turn them docile, turn them violent, turn them sad, turn them happy. They know exactly what they're doing. And the, and the Tavistock Institute has been refining, messing, and literally mind-effing people's minds, brains, for literally decades. So this is something, this is not, it's not conspiracy, this is not, you know, in the trial stages, they've perfected it. It's not a matter of if it happens, it's just a matter of when it happens. Or if they've already used it. They've, they've used it a few times. I believe they've used it in Ferguson. I believe they've used it in Seattle. I believe they've used it possibly here in Chicago. Uh, you can tell when they use it. Um, I believe they used it at that, uh, what was that in Texas? The, uh, uh, the Astrodome. Yeah, the Are you Astrodome. Talking about I believe, yeah. Yes, I believe they used it at the Astrodome. Absolutely. Yeah. Important organ. So yeah, what? all this is all this is making sense, and you know, and it's the and and, it, and it's interesting because what we're seeing now, and I'm hearing this from all over the place too, and I'm I'm seeing it online, TikTok, everywhere. They're already using the imaging, and people are already starting to. There's been a lot of UFO reports coming out over the last several months, so now they're starting to message oh, gotcha. there's UFO. Not yeah, we've one. we've definitely had we've we've definitely had soft disclosure over the past six months, and I believe that we're going to have definite disclosure this year. Mm-hmm. They can't hide it anymore. So, in, in to set, make this even crazier about this whole story, is that at the same time that this was going on, that she was getting this email, Obala was setting up an executive order, and I'm trying to find it. Hang on a second. I've got all these papers laying here. Oh, here it is. I've learned from Lori to keep my papers close by. She's a pro. Okay, so, <laughs> hey, when you listen to hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to someone, I, I try not to ever miss her shows, you know. I mean, I miss some of them, but if I do, I try to go back and watch them, you know. Right. Yeah. So you learn you learn some things from some professionals like her. So they set out this they set out this executive order, which uh, I don't even have the number right down for it somewhere. Uh, I'll get Lori to pull it up, or I'll pull it up in just a second. And again, I need the number. Yeah, I just had it. It's wrote down somewhere on one of these pages. So I'll find it in a second. Uh, anyways, long story short, what he says is essentially, hey. There's a bunch of crap going up in the sky. There's all these space weather events. There's solar flares. There's solar energetic particles. Ooh, there's geomagnetic disturbances, and everybody needs to watch these. So I'm going to set this executive order up, and we're going to prepare for space weather events to minimize the extent of economic loss and human hardship. And so I'm going to make it so that everybody can... Well, one, the federal government will be able to predict and detect the space weather event, and the plans and programs necessary to alert the public and private sectors, you know, are going to help about an impending space weather event if we have this all set up. And then everybody Mm -hmm. around the world can live watch all these anomalies going on. They'll be able to watch it, you know, kind of like the end of the world, how they talked about how, oh, we'll see, right? 
And so he immediately goes into this. And, dude, when I talk about he puts every freaking – there is not a single agency that he left out of this, okay? This is the craziest list from uh, – I'll just read you some of them. Uh, Director of Office in Science and Technology, uh, the Assistant to the President for Homeland Security, Counterterrorism, the Director of the Office Management and Budget – the nation for it just goes on and on and on. It's every single the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of Interior, the Secretary of Commerce, the Secretary of Homeland Security, the Administrator of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, the Director of National Science Foundation. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But they basically like this uh, uh, department has 30 days to get this done. The next department has 60 days to get this done, and the other one has 120 days to get it set up. So they were rushing their fastest to try to get this set up, probably during the lame duck, wow. is my speculation, you know, wow. and uh, and be able to do this fake alien invasion. Because if you look at the email on the on what they say about that, it says now I buried my paper again. Oh, where's it at? Did they've already started here? This okay, hang on. It says. It says didn't it say they've already uh, got everything? Yes. They said, uh, we have created a schedule and team's roster that can be moved into position following the third debate. Wow. And I think that we said the third debate was October 16th. If I'm not mistaken, that's seven years of memory. <laughs> I tried to remember that day, so if I'm wrong. But uh, that was pretty uh, memorial, so... Uh, so and he set that up on the the thirteenth. The third debate would have been the sixteenth, and then he said they could have it all out by then. So there's no mistake that this executive order has to do with what they were trying to set up the stations that they would have to set up to get this done. You know, the third okay, the there, third debate took place. The third debate took place on October nineteenth. I was close, baby. I was pretty close. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Uh, the second debate took place on October 9th. The third debate took place on the 19th. So by the 19th, she knew exactly what was going to happen when she was up on that stage. And wasn't that the debate where Trump told her, "If I win, you're going to jail"? I believe. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was. I, I think it was, but I'm not going to quote quote me on that. Why well, let me say that? But, that was the best one, mm. best moment of our lives. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she still will go to jail. Yeah, not that he carries yeah, through with I, it. But, I know, you know this is what this, this uh, and I could just read this whole seven pages of this executive order, but I'm just not going to do it. But I will pull up the executive order numbers. Y'all give me one second. I have it. One second, I'll get it. I either screenshot it or sent it to you or wrote it down. So it's right here in front of me. Give me one second. I told her I, I wasn't going to panic when I didn't have my work in front of me. I was just going to be cool like her and just get it. <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting, guys, is that what's interesting is that all this is playing out. They're creating, they're creating chaos. Is what they're doing. Absolutely. What's yeah, their all. motto? What's their motto? Yep. Order out of chaos. Yep. Yeah. So now they're setting up the disclosure for the uh, for, for it, you know, for the alien invasion. 
We're seeing all this disclosure. Oh, it's 13. I was going through my mind. It's I was going through my mind when Lori was mentioning all this, too, is that this is going to be the setup for when they're going to bring Antichrist in when he comes out of the clouds. Yep. The image. That's what it said on the... Uh, that was the conspiracy for the... Uh, uh, Project Blue Book, that was the whole conspiracy was that they were going to bring back the Antichrist, you know? And I have heard some chatter about there's an Antichrist in, uh, in Jerusalem or something like that. But uh, but I don't know. I think they're trying to change that narrative. I think that was the narrative. But I'm kind of thinking that maybe it's not anymore because if you notice they're flooding TikTok with, and all these social media things with uh, they're talking about how we're all uh, ascending and how the alliance is coming in and you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not yeah, preparing they, the public for Jesus. They're preparing people for these aliens, you know? Yeah, they are. Absolutely. And so I'm wondering if they're not shifting that and saying, well, there's not as many Christians as we thought, so that might not be effective. Maybe we should go with this, see how this is working. Because it seems like they've been trying to play on that way, where they have all these different people come on that pretend like, I guess they're supposed to be part of the alliance, and they're on their you know, y'all know what they're, I'm the about, right? master, they're the ascended masters of the uh, Galactic Federation of Light. Yes, I love to watch that crap. <laughs> that's very entertaining, you know. <laughs> but that's all it is to me is entertaining, you know. But it seems to me like they're trying to prime us for that. And so I know that originally that the uh, – and I'm not saying that it's not off the table. I'm just wondering, because they're so anti-God and everything, if they even would think that, that the God would work now, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it doesn't I, seem I like they're that, focusing on that than our aliens. Yeah, but but aliens aren't aren't extraterrestrial; they're interdimensional. So I mean, these, they, they have a religious aspect of it, anyways. Well, most people think they're extraterrestrial, though. Most people don't understand course, the interdimensional. Yeah. A lot of yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I'm thinking about War of the Worlds, you know. Right. And I got to admit, though, War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, even though he's a weirdo. He was really good in that show. And I think that's one of the most terrifying shows, except for The Shining, that just something about those two shows just terrified me to the core, you know? And uh, I don't watch scary shows, but to me, that the one with Tom Cruise about the Martian invasion was terrifying. And I can't even stand to look at these water towers. In all these little towns, we have water towers. They look just like those Martians, okay? It's really creepy. You know what I'm talking about? These great big water towers you stand up? Yeah. Y'all have them I there? Or is it just Texas? No, I know what you're talking they about. Yeah, they're they stand up on four legs and it's a giant ball up in the air that's filled with yeah. water, okay? Yeah. And they look like those Martians from a distance, okay? And it really creeps me out. I can't stand <laughs> it. I wish they'd never been they jump up out of the ground. They come up out of the ground, which is already creeping me out so freaking bad because I know it's underground in these subterranean, these subterranean taverns and portals and all kinds of things. And I've also studied all these petroglyphs and seen what some of these interdimensional creatures look like, and they're freaking terrifying, okay? So that's mm-hmm. not cool right. to me. So I will probably, I might fall for this trick from the deep state. I don't know. <laughs> I might succumb. <laughs> but it, I mean, it might really be scary, you know, but I want everybody to know that this is what they're planning on doing. And that even though it's terrifying, and it is going to seem so real, it's not. Right. 
That's what's going to break It's not real. And Lori brought up something that I thought was genius on this other show I was talk, brought up earlier about the chemtrails and about how that makes the sky like a screen. And I was going to screen record that and save it as MP3 and play it back so she wouldn't have to go through all this crap of doing it again. But if you all humor me, Lori, and explain yeah. in better words. <laughs> okay, what do you want me to explain again? About you were talking about the barium, the chemtrails, how okay. they're making like a projection. Yes. Okay, so um, what's going on? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm just Hello? muted. Okay. All right. So what's going on is, is okay. So what's going on is they have been spraying the skies for quite a, quite a long period of time. Uh, back in 2007, or I'm sorry, 2008, June of 2008, uh, when I was out in Phoenix, I participated in a air quality uh, experiment through RENT. And we collected the data. Uh, we sent off the, the, uh, the, the um, uh, test kits out and had them, um, had them tested, and they came back, and the numbers were quite astonishing. Uh, in, at that time, the amount of barium in the air was 278 times the toxic limit. Uh, copper was 98 times. Manganese was a staggering 5,820 times the toxic limit. Zinc was 593 times the toxic limit. Cadmium, 126 times the toxic limit. Chromium, 220 or 282 times the toxic limit. Nickel was 169 times the toxic limit. Uh, aluminum, 6,400 times the toxic limit. Iron, 28,000 times the toxic limit. Magnesium, 5.3 times the toxic limit. And potassium, 973 times the toxic limit. And uh, so you can tell, and this was back, like I said, in 2008. So the, the, the levels that, that they were doing. Now, you got to think back. I'm going to date myself here, and we're going to talk about back when I was a kid, as a teenager back in the 80s, when we used to go to concerts. Uh, one in particular was it was the laser light show. And what they would do is they would flood the stadium with smoke, and this would form a, uh, a screen where they would then put the lasers on it and you could see all these images and they would have people dancing and all these other things. And they couldn't do it without the smoke in the room to supply the background or the screen, like if it was a, you know, like a movie screen. And this is what these chemicals are doing that they're putting into our atmosphere. They're creating a background or a screen for when they they uh, implement this, this uh laser light show with Project Bluebeam and create these images of Christ and Buddha and Hare Krishna and, and uh, uh, whoever it is, the whatever of the, the places that they're doing it, you know, Jesus Christ, whoever it is. So this is what they're essentially doing is that they're creating these, these this, this toxic sludge up there that's going to be used as, as a backdrop. So, uh, like I said, then that's when the ELF and the low frequency uh, and the the EF waves or yeah EF waves will come in to play. That's when the voice to God technology 
uh, will come into play. Like I said, we first saw that back in uh, 1991. Uh, we saw that played out in Baghdad in 1991 during the first Gulf War. Uh, they was a holographic deceptive imaging. Um, within minutes uh, of of that technology being displayed, uh, you know, thousands of and thousands and thousands of soldiers were seeking out American soldiers to what surrender. So, um, I don't mm-hmm. really remember that. Um, I have it right here for me to read it. Yeah, do you mind? It says, uh, we were in Baghdad in 1991, and something falls over the city as a huge shimmering face materializes in the sky. Soldiers and citizens prostrate themselves as such er- as each hears the voice of Allah, commanding them to overthrow the evil and treacherous Saddam Hussein. Within minutes, the angry mob is storming the palace and the guards flee. This highly imaginative scenario was proto- proposed by the U.S. Air Force planners for the bloodless victory of the Gulf conflict. Baghdad plan involves projecting a giant hologram over Iraq. This kind of projection requires a mirror behind it. But instead, they were using the chemicals sprayed in the sky over the area for two weeks prior to this happening. The military certainly appears to believe in the potential use of holograms. Um, the face of God needs a voice. The new technology using microwaves or low-frequency low frequency, low frequencies could produce this. When a high-powered micro, microwave pulse strikes the human body, a small temperature disturbance occurs, causing the explosion of tissue that can create an acoustic wave. A report from the United States Air Force Scientific, Scientific Advisory Board says, with a pulse stream, the internal acoustic field of 5 to 15 kilohertz can be created with such audible. Thus, it may be possible to talk to adversaries in a way which would be most disturbing to them. This practice difficult... The practical difficulties in microwave transmissions are formidable, but we believe that we can overcome it. And we believe that we did in 91. But there were other problems with this. Images of Allah are forbidden in Islam. So how could you project an image of a guy when nobody knows what he's supposed to look like? You do that by giving them a disembodied voice from a gramophone, tell them what they want to hear, recite scriptures to them from their holy books, and wait for the results. Wow. That's so evil, but, you know, it makes so much sense because I had heard about a conspiracy where people were thinking that they that they were using, this is going to sound crazy, glitter in these chemtrails. Hmm. And the owner of the biggest glitter company in the world it's like completely sold out of glitter. They have one huge customer that's buying huge amounts, but she's not allowed to say anything uh, who it is or what they're using it for. Right. And when you and said that about a mirror behind it, I went, oh, my God, I bet that's freaking true about the damn glitter. Well, in Phoenix, Because that would make a mirror. Right. In, in Phoenix in 2012 and 13, we started seeing, uh, that's when we first started noticing, like, a lot of chemtrails. Um, before it was, it, it was it was confined to the city. They, they were confined to the city area. But uh, we started seeing them moving out into the suburbs, and it was getting really bad. I had pointed them out to my husband at the time, and even he would drive to work and be like, wow, they're really spraying today, you know. Well, 
him and I both started noticing these uh, metal balls that were being dropped out of the sky. And we used to call them chem bombs. We didn't know what they were called, but I, I just started calling them chem bombs. And they were, they looked like they, uh, it looked like they were, you know, they would pop open and, and glitter would fall. And it would be this like white sticky stuff that almost looked like, um, almost looked like uh, spider web material. It was, it was, uh, it was sticky and white and it was uh, stringy. It was stringy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Right. Talk about that. Yep. Oh, and this is all playing out. It's playing out now. It, and it's funny that you say they look like cobwebs or something like that because um, I saw it. I know we should be listening to TikTok, but I did see a live video of a lady who had cleaned out her water trough. And then on um, computer, all settled yeah. in it, and there was all this crap all in it, and it kind of looked like spider webby kind of mook, you know, like a gook in it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh my god, you know, Jesus, it's horrible. I mean, these are live videos, you know. I don't see why she had a reason to lie about it. Right. You know, and my thing is too is that I've been thinking, you know, a lot of us. Is not affected by it, so I wonder why that is. Like me, you, and Virgil, Russell, you know, why does it affect us? Well, it's probably because I'm on every kind of herbal remedy every day. You know, I'm taking uh, every time I start starts hurting or start getting a lot of drainage, I take a uh, mullein. I drink mullein tea with natural honey, and I, I've been meaning to melt. I made Lori all kinds of medicine. I haven't sent it to her yet, but I've been doing like dandelion <laughs> tinctures and oregano oil and things like that to keep us healthy, you know, so and maybe it's because we're not vexed, you know, but I think we are seeing uh, effects from it because we have severe allergies. I mean, how can you not when you're, I mean, come on, dude, one day I'm wearing a swimsuit out here barefoot picking dandelions, the next day it's freezing, all right? It's crazy here. Mm-hmm. Here too, yeah, here too. Same here, up here in New Mexico is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is not surprising, but it's kind of it's shocking too to see how it's actually playing being played out at a very fast fast pace. You know. I had to put you on hold for one second while I went out and fed my feral cats. I looked out the door wall and there was like twenty kittens on my porch. Like, you can tell when we buy Temptations because they're psycho. Temptations is like a crack cocaine for cats, okay? Oh, it's crack Yes, it is crack I buy a 20-something dollar bag of it. It's freaking huge, okay? It's it's giant. And I go out and I start shaking that thing. Shake, shake, shake. sniff that stuff out. I I couldn't keep it. I would set it on the counter. I'd come back and you'd have it tore up on the floor. Yeah, I spent $279 today at Tractor Supply buying for these animals, and one of the reasons why is because of the freaking government, the harp, and the weather manipulation, and the ice apocalypse here. Do you know how many of these animals froze to death here? And it's not just animals. I mean, it's we lost, like a friend of ours has a conservation, right, with Axe's deer, and like 85% of his flock, of his herd, 
froze to death. And now we've got people in Buffalo froze to death. We have people in Florida, you know, in little boats up in their ceiling, you know, drowning and everything else. It was horrible. There, there's mm-hmm. got to be, you know, we've got to stop these people because they're planning this fake alien invasion. They're going to come in. They're going to dock style us. They're going to, when they do this, that's when they'll, they can do all the UN creeps, you know. And, and what I, I think the maddest thing I get about it is that, and if you're out one of the people out here listening, I'm not trying to ruffle your feathers, but you need to wake the hell up. Because anybody that says that America cannot be infiltrated because we have too many guns, you are a day late and a dollar freaking short, buddy. Because I've been telling Joseph and everybody else on Resistance Radio since 2014 or 2015 that there was already a World War III. We were already invaded. The office, the highest office in America, was taken over by an infiltrator, uh, you know, a candidate. Yep. What do you call him? The Maturian. How do you say it? Maturian candidate or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Obama, was. we all knew this. Everyone knew this. And when that happened, we were already taken over. And people don't understand what all – they say, oh, well, China, they can't. Yes, they can. They own our farmland. Okay, Bill, Go- Bill Gates owns – well, so do they, though. They own Smithfield Farms. They own almost every hotel you're ever going to stay at. They own any kind of movie that you're going to watch or movie theater that you're going to go to. That people don't understand. They own the appliances that you're using. There's a very good possibility that they own it. Okay, if you're using a keyboard, there is a very high probability that about 99% chance that the keyboard in it is a bad keyboard that's spying on you from China. Okay, if you are into farm equipment, they own our farm farm equipment. People don't understand the depth of this and what all they own, where they're going. They haven't even started digging into the foundation of BlackRock and their ties with communist China and Vanguard, which owns everything, including Disney, and they were the they, next they, highest they shareholder own, in Twitter. They either. not only own that, they own all of our pharmaceuticals. I mean, Tylenol, you yes. can't buy Tylenol. All they've got to do is just say, you know what, screw you guys, we're cutting off everything and we're screwed. And right. I try to tell people, I try to tell people since, you know, what, 2017, like, hey, there's, you know, the the China owns all the ports that are chokeholds and the maritime chokeholds. China can stop our shipping anytime they want to. They can stop us. We will have shortages. You need to prepare because this is what they're planning, and that's what they did. But people still don't even yeah. realize that China was behind all of this while we're having all these shortages because they own all the ports. They control the ports. They're able to see which ones get in, which ones get unloaded, and which ones don't. Right. That's what you don't understand. When China comes in and owns a company, they don't hire Americans to work at their company. They only have Chinese work there. They control everything. Yep. They had complete control over Long Beach. They didn't have the oversight that other people have. And I did research during COVID, and their shit was open while the other crap on Long Beach was closed, you know? Mm-hmm. And these were reports from truckers, so I know they were good, you know? So, yeah, that's what's really going on. And, you know, we're probably going to be abated. They're all over. They've been shipped in because we, like, they were at dawn, but they're here. And it's going to be just like, I think, like that damn purge. I would, if I was going to attack, I would do it on July 4th or. New Year's Eve sometime when you're doing firecrackers. That's what I would do, you know? But it's really exactly. scary, y'all. You don't, it's really scary, and I think people need to be prepared. I'm not trying to scare people. We've been trying to tell people about this freaking email since 2016. They're like, oh, it takes a hope. Really? Then how come they're doing it all? How come they're doing it all? 
Wake up. This is coming. This is I'm not yep, right. been on this since day one. I'm telling you, I was right. It's happening. Y'all know it is, right? Yeah. I mean they're throwing it all all at one time and they're doing it at a very fast pace and everything. I mean, we're seeing it but I, everybody's kinda like don't realize it or don't even care. Yeah. You know? That's my view. What do you think? Yeah. I can't hear her anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you there, Ian? Let me she dropped her call. <laughs> oh, I muted myself. Because I don't want to know what happened. Y'all just been talking. I don't know what all. Y'all missed all the good stuff. I was telling y'all some stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, we say this on our show a lot. It's like, you know, you, you either get off the pot, be alert, or just sit there and twiddle your thumbs and just let it happen, you know? Nobody cares. You know, it's like Lori always, always bringing this up every show. I don't know why I always say it. But she has this intro that she always does. It's kind of a little bit long. I love it though, and it's uh, not too long though. It's just just right. And uh, and I, I always just get into this guy. Like he's he's like, why aren't people mad? You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, what is it going to take to rile people up enough? I mean, you know, at this point, yeah, I get that. You know, they they feel that the the militia is you know is prepared and all of this stuff, but. At this point, I don't even think they could do anything. I think people are so complacent. Well, they're they're dumbed down. We can't do nothing. They tired our hands. No. We don't want to go to the border. We can't really do anything. And the cartels are a real threat. And even when we did go, all we were were the eyes and the ears. But then we had infiltrators come in and act like a fucking idiot, like that one guy, you know, that uh, Kessler dude, you know, down at uh, Texas, the Lone Star Project thing. And Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can't do anything at the border anyway because the laws, so our hands are really tight. All we could do is train and be the eyes and ears for the Border Patrol. It's not like we were out pulling guns on people, you know, but we were still in danger. You know, we still had to be careful. And so uh, yep. our hands are just tight. We haven't, as far as I know, we have not been activated or utilized. But, you know, like I said, they've caused so much trouble in militias. But I, from what I've seen, you know, Texas State militia is very awesome. I don't know. I'm not in the loop with them. Um, so they, they, they may have, I'm sure they have stuff going on, okay? But I, I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of more smaller militias, you know. Texas State Militia is a very good militia. Well, guys, I uh, hate I to cut it short, but I gotta go. I gotta go take off and get my roommate from work. <laughs> but I had fun. Well, I enjoyed this. Oh yeah, I really appreciate having both of y'all on the show tonight. Y'all are just both such good. Oh, sorry I had to mute you, Joseph, but if we don't fight a little bit, then, you know, we have to, because right. that's just us, right? Well, I don't mind. Well, it's good to you again, too. We need to, need to get together. Yeah, Lori would probably chew Virgil up and spit him out. I've got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No. But, oh, well, I'm going to take off, and you guys be careful out there and everything, and... Thank you so much, well, Joseph, for coming on the show. It's always such an honor to have oh, you here. Right. You're the well, one who got me started in radio, so when you be here without you. I needed some time off anyway. <laughs> but anyway, you we'll see you all. Uh, 
Say what? Thank you so much. And Lori, thank you so much for coming on, and I really appreciate oh, it. Can you go me. ahead and give your links again? Yeah, you can find me over on Global Watch the News on YouTube, over on uh, Facebook. I'm uh, ESWG 2.0. Uh, you can find me under Lori Alexander Swan. Uh, we have a group over there, Nothing to See Here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm let's see. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, I'm on a couple other ones, BitChute and stuff like that, but I haven't been If really she's not there, just go to another one, and eventually she yeah. might be back there because we just get banned and banned and banned. And we have a, they even banned us from each other before, literally shadow banned us from each other. They have done <laughs> that, and I know y'all think guys. Oh, my God, almost a year. It was, and also our friend Cindy, too, was also banned from us, too. So, oh yeah, it was kind of crazy. I, I know y'all think that they don't do that kind of stuff, but they sure do. They play games with these controls on social media, you know, on who you can see and who you can't see. And we learned that by experience. But y'all brace yourself because there's a fake alien invasion coming, and we ain't playing. This is serious. Do your research. I gave you the executive number. I don't know if y'all could hear it because Jennifer was talking, but – you go back and rewind it. I'll put it in this. I'll change the description and put it back in the description so y'all can research that. And I'll also go change the description and put the link to the actual email for the listeners to go look at for themselves. And I can also probably include a link to the YouTube channel for Lori's show. So I, I will get that done. So thank you all again so much for everybody for listening, and we really appreciate you tuning in. And I guess that's it. Hurricane and I'm out. Are you there, Lori? Yeah. I was just thinking, oh, you, we, need Ernie's, we need Ernie's prayer. <laughs> That's I know, right? Mean, right? I, have, I know, I don't uh, think it out loud. I don't either. Can you send me the link so I can download that? I sure will. Okay. So I'll just add a little quick prayer. Jesus, thank you for the show, and may you bless all of our listeners and protect us from these evil beings. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hurricane Anna, amen. I'll see you, Ernie. I'm out. See you later.